Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And speaking of traveling the world, we're here in beautiful San Juan del Sur, Nicaragua, right along the ocean front. Uh, so this hotel is only costing us 20 US dollars to be right in front of the ocean. How can you beat that? And we're really enjoying uh, time here in Central America, traveling overland uh, from Mexico. In uh, you know, we've been traveling uh, since January from Mexico into um guatemala el salvador honduras nicaragua heading to costa rica and we were just in south america and uh we love interviewing fellow digital nomads fellow world travelers fellow entrepreneurs on the show and we actually have one today who's actually not too far from me he's actually in colombia and that's uh, one of our favorite countries in south america and definitely a big digital nomad hotspot in colombia especially in medellin our guest today is actually in uh, a city south of there uh, called cali another incredible city in colombia and our guest today is nate bunger He's a world traveler and a professional copywriter. And we haven't covered the area of copywriting too much on our show yet. Uh, so super excited to hear a little bit more about uh, copywriting and tips for uh, internet marketers and how to use copywriting better to obviously get more clients into the sales funnels. Uh, so Nate, how are you doing there in beautiful Cali, Columbia today? Doing amazing. Yeah, another day in paradise, as I always say. Been here for, what, seven years? Going on eight years now in Colombia. So it's been a while. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a hard place to leave. Uh, we were in Medellin and we absolutely loved it. And, uh, uh, you know, they always talk about places to retire and definitely Colombia is up there in, in terms of our one of our top places too. Maybe if nice. we ever settle down, but uh, a great place. <laughs> Nate, why do we get to know you a little bit better if you want to do a quick introduction and share a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I'm uh, basically living in Colombia now. I'm initially born and raised in the United States, Washington State. Lived there till I was about uh, 29 years old. Um, I was a contractor doing construction and always, you know, had different businesses and things like that. Always an entrepreneur, basically. And and around 2008, when the market crashed, um, you know, I was at a point in my life when uh, I really didn't know what to do next. You know, I had a, a smoothie business in um in a in a shopping mall and. Uh, and sales were dropping, the whole place was, seemed like it was closing down. And um, I basically just ended up selling everything that I owned, uh, including the business, property, all my furniture, all my car and everything, and just uh, basically made a decision to kind of live the dream that I always wanted, which was to go travel the world. That was pretty much everything I had been working towards throughout my 20s. Uh, in fact, my holding corporation throughout those, those days was called On the Beach by 30 LLC. So that was my... That was my whole kind of drive back in those days. And at that time, I was around 28, 2008, and, uh, and basically just made a decision that uh, this was it. I was going to go uh, live my life and do what I always dreamed of, and regardless of, of, uh, of what happened next. And that's when I think life really started to unfold for me, when I just made the decision to start living today instead of holding off for tomorrow. You know, And so it was time. And uh, it was the definitely the most magical kind of transformation, as you can probably relate, uh, of my life when I made that decision to let go and and booked my flight actually from uh, Phoenix, Arizona to Buenos Aires. But uh, on route into Buenos Aires uh, it was really interesting. I was on the plane. It was actually New Year's Eve, um, two thousand nine at that time, and. Uh, I was on the plane. I was reading a book called The Celestine Prophecy. I don't know if you've ever read that. And uh, it's a book based in Peru. 
And uh, kind of the, the moral of the, the book is that when you're having these uh, coincidences in life, it means you're on your life path, you know, and I'm really kind of into symbols and, and signs and, and following those to, to kind of guide you. And uh, the flight was actually uh, arriving into Peru for a 12 hour layover. And, wow. uh, and I just decided, and I actually had a round trip ticket. I was only going to go for about a month and a half to Buenos Aires and come back and, and I uh, had some other plans. But uh, again, that was in 2009. And uh, I ended up, as soon as we landed in Peru, I just had this overwhelming feeling to get off the plane and start my trip. You know, just, just, uh, that it just seemed right. And so I grabbed my bag and got off the plane and, uh, just, I didn't get on the, I didn't get on the connecting flight <laughs> and started traveling and, uh, basically traveled for a year just around. I did, uh, Peru. I went down into Chile all the way down to, you know, the, the, the end of the world, uh, in Ushuaia. Tried to go to Antarctica, but it was uh, too late in the season. I was about nine days too late. And, uh, but ended up coming up through Argentina, in through Brazil, spent some time in the Amazon. And um, the whole time on my travels, I just kept hearing about Colombia, Colombia. And uh, something about it was just kind of drawing me closer. And anyway, so I, I crossed the border from Brazil into Colombia in the Amazon jungle. And um, actually that very day, I ended up booking a flight to Medellin. And that's uh, where kind of my first real experience started back in 2000. By that time, it was 2010. And I just remember feeling like uh, this was it. This was the place I wanted to be, like you just mentioned, you know. And, um, and so I made the decision, a long story short, to go ahead and stay and start a life here. And so that was about eight years ago. I ended up uh, traveling around Colombia for a couple of years and decided on Cali just because at that time it was really starting there wasn't much going on here and uh and i ended up st starting a boutique hotel um kind of like a hostel which is based around the idea of co-living and co-working for digital nomads and so it's called casa miraflores you can find it at casamiraflorescali.com and uh we've won uh lots of awards traveler's choice the last three years in a row and uh it's been a really an amazing experience and now um I basically spend my time doing copywriting, helping people build sales funnels um, to basically live this same kind of lifestyle. So, and that's my real passion is helping people grow business and uh, basically make money online and liberate themselves so they can do what they really, really want. Well, we're definitely kindred interest there, Nate, because uh, we're both passionate travelers, we're both passionate intermarketers, and then today we want to actually help others uh, live this dream, uh, so to speak, as well, uh, so they can also uh, be liberated, liberated from the suburbs, liberated from the nine to five, liberated from uh, time and money and location into uh, freedom, where that's the, the pursuit that a lot of people have, uh, but they just don't know how to do it. And that's why we record all these interviews to show them the dream is possible. And uh, you're definitely living it, Nate, over there in Colombia. Curious to know about the, the visa. So uh, when you ended up getting into Colombia, how do you actually end up staying that long in terms of visas? Because I think that's one of the big questions people have. Sure. Uh, so about what are the different options and which one did you choose? So in Colombia, as if you arrive as a tourist, you're allowed six months in total. Um, however, if you, let's say you come at the, the last six months of the year that will renew in the new year. So you could actually stay up to a year. If you come to the last six months of the year, it renews in January and then you can get another six months, but you do have to go and renew every couple months, um, which takes time and it costs money. Um, the other way, uh, which is what I've done is I got a business visa 
It's called a TP7. You can look that up. And it's basically um, you start a Colombian corporation. And um, with that visa, every year you get a one-year stamp uh, with that, that particular visa. And you have to renew it every year. And there's, there's a lot of costs involved because you have to get kind of an accountant to back up uh, your files and blah, blah, blah. And, and you have to start a business with a, a minimum, I believe, what's well, 100 salaries minimum, which around now is around, uh, I think, 70 or 80 million pesos, which would be around close to $30,000 that you'd have to start with. Um, which isn't that much if you're looking at it, but after five years with that visa, you can apply for permanent residency, which is really nice. So you renew every year and then after five years, you can apply for permanent residency. And so that's, that's the path I've taken. <laughs> awesome. So you're pretty much uh, set for life there. If you wanted, you could stay there, uh, yeah. till the cows come home. Till the cows come home. That's kind of the idea right now. I'm, I'm really got my sights set on buying land down here. I believe this is like the, uh, one of the true last frontiers as far as plush pristine beautiful property that you can actually own in your own name which isn't very common for kind of foreign countries it's hard to actually find a place where the the country will let you buy property in your own name so colombia is absolutely gorgeous we're talking uh, you know perfect temperatures um you know untouched pristine land waterfalls you know flowers it's it's pretty much like a dream like the garden of eden so my dream is to buy a lot of land and build a, an actual retreat and bring people down to work together on their businesses and, uh, and basically uh, their health and just kind of through you know, mindfulness and just start to feel what it's like to become more self-actualized and free. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Great to hear, Nate. Uh, definitely an incredible part of the world and I can see why you've settled there for the long haul. Uh, so why don't we walk uh, through your business? You mentioned a few of your other businesses, uh, you know, everything from that uh, boutique hostel uh, to your internet marketing. Uh, tell us a little bit more about what you are doing now in terms of internet marketing, copywriting, sales funnels, Facebook ads, et cetera. Yeah, so basically what I do now is, is uh, my main focus is helping entrepreneurs, mainly in, in markets such as doing retreats, internet marketing, um, coaches and consultants, basically set up Funnels, a funnel is basically a series of web pages that are really strictly focused on basically each page is, is focused on taking one specific action. And it's set up so that you can start driving traffic with Facebook ads and it allows you to track your conversions through that funnel, if that makes sense. So, um, you know, a lot of people, you know, th that I work with basically kind of have websites that are more brochure type websites. So there's lots of links going to other places. You know, you go to the main website, they've got an about page, they've got a contact page and a blog and all these things. And so these aren't very uh, conducive to sending traffic, which is very expensive on Facebook. And, um, you know, basically you'd send traffic and you don't know where it's going. There's no way to measure your results. And so what I do is basically help people set up sustainable, um, you know, sales funnels that allows them to create clients on demand. And so you can measure uh, at the very you know, essence of this thing, you can measure how much you're paying to acquire a new customer. And so that's really the, you know, the, the, the point behind this. And so let's say your, your funnel, by the time you pay for clicks, let's say uh, you know, you're driving traffic to a free report, for example, and it costs you one to $3 for every click that gets someone to that uh, first page, which is to give away a free report. 
and let's say 50% of those people actually download it, okay? So now you're, you can calculate how much it costs you to get a free, uh, to get a free report and get someone's email, for example. Now we're, let's say it's, it costs you seven or $8 for every email that gets onto your list. And then after the free report, let's say they go to a video where you actually start to sell them something right away because you've got their attention, they've already shown their interest, they've, you've just paid for that traffic, so you wanna actually try to sell them something right away and re start recouping your investment on your, on your ads. And typically, what works best is to uh, have more of a high ticket offer because these types of things, as we just said, just cost you seven or eight dollars just to get this person to watch your video, okay? Just to watch your video. Now, in that video, you're probably gonna have a call to action that either gets them to buy something or gets them onto a phone call where you have a much better chance of, of explaining your services and, and kind of what you do and, and um, you know, with the hopes of, of creating a new, uh, a new customer through that. And so at every point of the funnel, you have a cost. So you just paid one or two, two $3 for the click, seven or $8 for the video. Maybe uh, only 20% of those people took action to fill out an application to get on the phone with you. Now you've just spent uh, 20 to $50 for that application. And let's say the, uh, you, know, um, you, know, you have a closing rate of maybe one out of five people. And so what is that? That just costs you for every uh, phone call, uh, you're basically 50, $60. And for every client, it may cost you $250. Does that make sense? And so now you know what it costs you to get a new client. And so let's say mm -hmm. if you want uh, 10 clients next month, you know what you need to spend in ads to get those clients. Does that make sense? Instead of doing all these things like blogging and uh, all these things that take a lot of time <clears throat> to build up a YouTube channel, you know, you, you, it sounds like you've been really uh, fortunate and to get these, you know, kind of subscribers. Not a, a lot of people aren't as fortunate to to kind of create that kind of following. It sounds like in a very quite short period of time, but uh, and, but this is a way to actually create a sustainable business that you can trust and measure. Um, and, and build a life on. So that's what I help people do. Sounds great. And so obviously uh, people can hire someone like yourself or they can attempt to do it themselves. Maybe we can walk through both of those options. Uh, firstly is the DIY, the do-it-yourself option. Uh, so most entrepreneurs, business owners, they will have a website and you mentioned it's kind of like the cookie cutter website, the pamphlet website with just links to all of their products and services, maybe a blog, maybe some social media links the about page, et cetera. Um, but uh, what can people do on a do-it-yourself level to improve their sales funnel or their sales process? Sure. There's, uh, yeah, because things like HTML coding, these are, you know, uh, quite complicated. If you're not up to par on it, um, you can really kind of get lost in the whole scheme of things, building with your online business. If you start going down the road of trying to learn coding and all these little pieces that it takes to build this, puzzle this business online and so you have to really come from the mentality that you are an entrepreneur you are a marketer and you're building a business and so the the idea is not to become a coder or you know um even a, a copywriter if that's not the service that you're you're going to be uh focusing on you really want to step back and focus on what it is that you do that adds value to another person's life and there's a process that i even help people um you know go through that really helps me define their message for them what is the transformation that you're taking people through. Where is it that they are now? What is it uh, that you're offering that's gonna get them to where they wanna be? And so to clearly define that. And so that's basically what your business becomes is that transformation, taking people across that bridge. 
And so that's where you really want to focus on that part of the business. But there is some, some softwares out there that will let you um, kind of, like you said, a cookie cutter uh, you know, way of building a funnel. One of them is called ClickFunnels, which is a really popular method right now that allow you to kind of go in. There's still actually a pretty, pretty decent learning curve to learn how to use that software, but uh, it does allow you to kind of click, drag, and drop uh, and create um, sales processes. And so <clears throat> the next step comes in is like, how do you do it? How do you build a sales process that is actually going to work and, and actually get results? And um, so there is cer certain strategies that you, that you have to uh, put in place. You know, what, what are you actually offering? Uh, and then what is the next thing that comes and the next thing? So understanding the, the overall strategy of what a, a powerful sales funnel looks like. And then there's the part of the copy. You can, you can have all the strategy in the world. You can have all the kind of the, the apps that help you build the funnel. But if you're not writing words in a way that actually get people to take action, that actually get people to understand what it is that you're offering to them in a way that gets them motivated to uh, engage you and your product, or, um, then, then you're also going to run into some walls there. And so that's what I help people with that entire process, actually building the funnel, strategically putting it together in a way that, uh, that gets results, and then writing words in a way that actually gets people moving through that funnel. Um, uh, you know, very quickly, basically, and in, in at a very high conversion level. So um, those are all different things. As you can see, there's a lot of things you got to learn to make all that work. And so the idea is to kind of focus on <clears throat> the things that, uh, that you're best at and, and try to, as much as possible, outsource some of that stuff. But it is good to understand at, at a high level everything that goes into it. So you mentioned, obviously, copywriting is one of the keys, uh, you know, the words that people use. I lost you. Audio. 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 I can't hear you. I can't hear you. <laughs> I can't hear you. There. There you go. Okay, sorry about that, everyone. A uh, little bit of a tech issue. We're here in Nicaragua. Our guest is in Colombia, so we're never going to have perfect Wi-Fi when we're in this part of the world. Uh, so, Nate, um, one of the questions I had is to do with copywriting. Uh, one of the keys, obviously, is to having great headlines and great uh, words and uh, um, you know, great script in terms of getting people to buy. Uh, so, again, for the do-it-yourselfers, uh, what advice or tips would you give to someone who wants to uh, improve their copywriting on their website and their, their sales pages? Okay, so really what it comes down to, and there's a really good book that I want everyone to get, it's called uh, Building a Story Brand by uh, Ron Miller, I believe it's the author. Very, very good. And um, he basically talks about how to engage customers the same way good movies engage viewers, okay? If you think about it, the human brain is always in what uh, always in a state of what's called brooding, okay? Which is which means it's always thinking about the past or thinking about the future, okay? It's always in this kind of state of of you know somewhere else. And one of the few things that can snap people out of that state of brooding and hold their attention for up to two or three hours is a story, right? It's very powerful, and not just any story. A story that is told in a certain way, okay? What I'm about to tell you, you can now kind of look back through some of the best movies you've ever seen, and they follow exactly this method. And 
And you'll also start to see, if you start to see really good kind of sales funnels and sales processes, they engage customers in a very similar way. And so going into this is really important to understand that the human brain is drawn towards clarity and away from confusion, okay? So we evolved this way, basically to want things and be attracted to things in our environment that help us sleep better, eat better, attract a mate, keep a mate, become sexier, more attractive, you know, raise good offspring, um, there's there's kind of few things that we're, we're really uh, attracted to and so right off the bat You want to make the entire sales funnel about them. It's really about their problems and the way to do this is To engage your customers. There's and I'm gonna kind of read off a list here of uh, What they talk about and uh, what you should always have in your sales process. There's basically three, uh, seven pillars in any good story and it starts out with a character who wants something. Anyone who's a good writer will, will know these kind of plot points. And so it starts off with a character who wants something. And this is your customer, okay? And so you might have seen brands or got emails where right away the person is talking about them and their accomplishments and their company and what they've done and the boards and blah, blah, blah. And right away you just like, you delete those emails, right? And it's just like, it's totally about them. They're not taking you into consideration. So your message really needs to start out with the character and their wants, right? And so this really comes down again to identifying the, the really top of mind pain that your customer, your unique uh, service is there to provide. And so it's actually, uh, it can be called a dog whistle headline, which is kind of a, a statement, a very clear statement that points out a pain that your customer is experiencing. And so you, you've got their attention. And so a character who wants something, and uh, the next plot point is encounters a problem before they can get it, okay? And so here you got this person that's agitated, they've got this problem, and they, they can't fix it. And so at the peak of their despair, a guide steps into their lives, okay? And then gives them a plan, okay? And so you've, you've probably already seen this. Think of Karate Kid. I've just, just uh, laid out the first plot points of this. You got this guy who you know, he, he wants something, he meets this girl, and now he's like really into this girl, but then boom, you've got uh, encounters a problem before he can get it. You got these like villains who are trying to stop him, you know, the, the guy's girlfriend. And, uh, and so you got this, this, this kind of force that's going against him. And at the peak of his despair, a guide steps into his life, which was Mr. Miyagi, okay? And then he gives him a plan, all right? And then he starts to train him, and then he calls him to action, okay? Gives them a plan and then calls them to action. That the action helps them avoid failure and ends in a success. Okay, and so these plot points are like chords and music to the human brain. Okay, and so when you align your marketing message in the very same way, you point out your character, you talk about their pains and desires, and then uh, you position yourself as the guide who has the plan, and then you call them to action. You describe what. Uh, the potential failure can be if they don't take action, and what uh, the, the success will be if they do take action. And so these, you know, and there's obviously an artful way to do that. But as long as you're kind of along those those points, you're you're now really speaking to the psyche of, of human beings and 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 kind of snapping them out of that dream and getting them to pay attention to you and your message. And so. That's what I do. It's an art, and uh, that's what uh, people can kind of start to study that process of of uh, framing your marketing, framing your business in a way that it puts your customer as the hero in their own story and you position you and your service and your, your product 
as the guide and the solution to their problem. There you go. You got to ask yourself, are you being <laughs> Mr. Miyagi to the karate kid? Great analogy oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got I to gotta look back at my side. Okay, am I being Mr. Miyagi or am I just, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, too much um, focus on myself? Because I think a lot of business owners were too focused on themselves instead of uh, focusing on the solution for the customer's needs, the pain points, etc. Uh, so in terms of the actual writing, the actual script, the actual words, uh, anything uh, that's key there in terms of making the writing more sales focused? Sure. So really it comes down to just writing like you're writing to one person. You never want to write in a way that's like, hey, everyone, blah, blah, blah. You really want to write like you're, you're speaking to one person and as if you were writing a friend. You never want to use like business talk like, hey, in regards to, I wanted to reach out into you in regards to blah, blah, blah. You really want to talk to it like it's your best friend and um, in a way that's, that's like you're speaking to someone. And so that's, that's kind of rule number one. And a lot of people don't know they could be really good at copy if they just followed kind of the last few things I talked about. Engaging people, position yourself as the guide, and just talking to them like they're, like they're sitting in front of you. Really text and writing uh, is, is just, it's the same as selling in person, right? Uh, uh, copywriting is just selling in print. That's all it is. And so if you were to, it, it helps to um, have kind of a, an avatar, which we can get into that if you want, but kind of a, a, a model of who your client is. And, and it actually helps to put that kind of out in front of you, maybe have a picture or, or something that represents that. And so if that person was sitting right in front of you, like, how would you tell them about uh, a really cool experience that you had? You know, how would you, and, and literally just, you know, do the same thing with your writing. You know, hey man, gosh, I, I was at this uh, thing the other day and uh, you wouldn't believe what happened, this and this and this, and, uh, um, and, and just go into total detail about it. And, and um, you know, as if you were talking to a person, and that's, that's really what, uh, how persuasion happens, right? We just tell each other about our experiences in a way that uh, is friendly and and you know we recommend things to each other. So keep that in mind. Audio. <laughs> Audio. The audio's gone. The audio is gone. Can't hear you. <clears throat> Nate can hear me about our, our travels here. Uh, so we've been traveling for the last year plus. There you go, South America, now Central America, here in Nicaragua. And one of the hardest things about doing these interviews while we're traveling is we never have consistent Wi-Fi because we're in different hotels and hostels and Airbnbs, and we don't have that consistent uh, uh, the Wi-Fi that we used to back in our uh, home country. So uh, apologies about the bad Wi-Fi here. Uh, so Nate, uh, curious to know, um, you are uh, obviously able to help people. Uh, we talked a lot about the do-it-yourself approach, uh, but maybe you can uh, share with us what is it like to work with you how does that work? How does it look like? Break it down for us a little bit. Sure. So when when I uh, engage a new customer, uh, very first thing is we we start a uh, an account on what's called Slack. It's an app where we can start to share documents and things like that. 
And uh, from there, I have some quite in-depth questionnaires. One is a marketing questionnaire, one is an avatar questionnaire. And uh, each one has its a unique purpose. The marketing questionnaire is really to start to pull out information that allows me to uh, craft that story that we just talked about, okay? So we really start to talk about um, you and exactly what you're trying to do with your business. It's really a process of kind of life coaching in a way because we really work one-on-one -on -one to help you clarify your message so that people will listen. And so try to really boil it down to the essence of what uh, is gonna get people to um, pay attention to what you're saying and the transformation and just really about what you're trying to do, develop your vision, uh, your why. We really wanna get to the core of, of what, uh, what this business is about, who you're, who you're going after as far as your client, the transformation you're doing it. Why are you doing it? What is gonna keep you going through the process you know, when times get tough? So this is really important because I want my customers to have success, right? And so it really, these are some of the most important things is to understand why you're doing this, you know? And so we go through a process of kind of working through you, your vision and developing that. And then the avatar questionnaire is also a very in-depth questionnaire where we understand your client. We develop this character. We actually give him or her a name. We, we find a photo that represents this person. We really start to go deep into understanding the psychology of this person. Uh, what keeps them up at night, worrying, what are their desires, what are their, you know, their pains, their concerns, where do they work, how much do they make, where do we find them, where do they hang out, you know, all these things very, very, um, you know, deep uh, into your customers, really important. And so we have, at the end of this kind of process, which can, can take anywhere from a, a week to two weeks, really, by the time you really get into it, we have a lot of content to start to develop your new business. Um, so when people work with me, it's it's more than just copywriting and developing a sales funnel. We're really creating a business for you that will that will be the foundation and the vehicle that is going to create freedom in your life. And so that's really what it is. It's it's more than just uh, me writing some words. It's it's going deep into the process of, of building you your muse, if you've heard that term, or your business that's going to allow you to uh, have freedom and travel if that's what you want to do or relocate like I do in, in Colombia and live in paradise and work from anywhere. Um, so that's, that's really the transformation I offer people. Um, and so that's, that's really what it looks like. And then from there, it, you know, basically getting traffic into that funnel with using Facebook ads, I can either train people kind of how to do this or do it for them, do it uh, for them. And so this is a, an entire different process of, developing ads, shorter context, but using that same information that we gained throughout the interview process to make everything very congruent. So it's very integral uh, to the process of being able to develop that entire sales funnel, which starts with your Facebook ads or your paid ads all the way through to the very end where you ask for the call to action. That's what I do. <laughs> awesome, man. You do it well, obviously. Uh, you've uh, you've uh, achieved that dream, uh, that location, the time, the money, freedom, and you've been very inspirational and informative on our show here today. So, Nate, uh, if people want to connect with you and, uh, you know, obviously uh, take you up on your offer there, uh, maybe uh, do a call to see if there's a good fit, how can they do that, Nate? Yeah, just go to my website at Nate Bunger. That's N A T E B as in boy, U N G E R dot com. And uh, yeah, you can get a hold of me there. Just go ahead and click on the schedule a call now. You'll go through a process of filling out, uh, scheduling yourself on my calendar, filling out a short survey, and uh, we'll get on a call and 
at the at the very worst, we'll have a, a nice 45 minute conversation, 30, 45 minute conversation where I'll help you with your business, I'll help you develop your vision. Uh, so you'll definitely get some value out of the call itself. And if it sounds like uh, you know we'd be a good fit to do business together, then then you can make that decision on the call. There you go. Sounds like a no-brainer. Either way, you're going to benefit and you're going to improve your business. So no obligations there. So definitely recommend people taking up that offer there for Nate, for all of our uh, viewers here on our show. Uh, so Nate, uh, enjoy paradise over there in Cali, Colombia. And uh, thanks for being on our show. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Ricky. Have a good day in Nicaragua. You're welcome. Enjoy, enjoy the beach. <laughs> yeah. we, will. we will be enjoying the beach and the beautiful sunsets here overlooking the Pacific. Uh, thanks everyone for tuning in to this episode from a Digital Nomad Mastery podcast and videocast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. Make sure you check out Nate's website. Once again, NateBunger.com. Make sure you check out our website, DaddyTheBlogger.com. And we'll catch up with you guys in the next episode. Happy travels.